Have you ever gone over a waterfall? Now, many of us have, but you've probably seen a film where someone has. You know, the character is paddling along in their canoe, nice, serene, beautiful surroundings, and all of a sudden, the current takes them, and over the waterfall they go. Crisis hits, and sometimes the crisis hits. Maybe we haven't done that in real life, but a different kind of crisis happens that feels like we've gone over the waterfall. Maybe we lose our job. Maybe a partner leaves us or divorces us. Maybe a child runs away. We lose our home. Some natural disaster like earthquake or the wildfires in, in Australia earlier this year. Or some natural disaster pandemic. Sometimes it's when someone close to us dies. It can feel very unreal. You know, you've probably seen cartoons where the cartoon character is going along in their canoe and then suddenly look down and realize, where's the water gone? Oh no! And then the canoe drops and they're still there in midair and then they drop. You've probably seen those. Grief can be like that. Something dreadful happens and we're not ready for it and it doesn't feel real. Does God understand this grief? Let's take a look at that today. Okay, so we can grieve for all sorts of things. Not just death. Grief comes from losing something important to you. It can be a job. Maybe a job you really enjoyed and really felt fulfillment in. You, it was bringing life to you. and. You were, you were using your gifts maybe, you had friendships there, and then suddenly the job is gone. Moving to a new house or a neighborhood, you have to start all over again with the basics. Where's the grocery store? Um, how am I gonna fit everything into those kitchen cupboards? It's not gonna work. Who's my next door neighbor even? Moving to a new country is huge. Not only do you have a new house, but Often, the houses look completely different. Even inside, they look different. The road signs, if there are any, are in a different language, sometimes even a different script, and we can't even pronounce them. Um, people behave in different ways. The food is different. And we start to crave something familiar, and we grieve for what we can't get that's familiar. Many of us are now grieving for the loss of loved ones, or even the illness of loved ones. They're in the hospital and we can't get to them. We can't visit them. Many of us are grieving because we can't see the people we love because they are in lockdown, they are self-isolating or we're self-isolating. And the only way we can see them is through a, a screen, a device like this, like I'm talking to you now. Many of us are grieving physical touch now, some of these aren't as severe as losing someone close to you, but they are still a form of grief. So how do we handle grief? What do we do with it? And what does God say about grief? Does God even understand grief? In Isaiah 53, verse 3, in the Passion Translation, it's a prophecy about 400 years before Jesus even walked the earth and it describes some of what he went through. 
It says, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of deep sorrows, who was no stranger to suffering and grief. We hid our faces from him in disgust, and we considered him a nobody and not worthy of respect. I don't know about you, but I've felt that way sometimes. I have felt despised and rejected. I have felt deep sorrow. I have been in suffering and grief. I have felt people were turning their face away from, oh, I don't want to be around her. Ugh. And even thought myself to be a nobody and not worthy of respect. And I thought nobody understood that. I was the only one going through that. But here it is in the Bible. God talking about himself because God understands grief on all levels and he has experienced it himself. When a loved one dies, he understands. There's a story in the Bible about Jesus because he had, he had some very good friends. He had this family he was good friends with. There was two sisters, Martha and Mary, and their brother Lazarus. And whenever he passed through their town, which is they're called Bethany, he would go and stay with them. And then something terrible happened. Lazarus died. The shortest verse of the Bible comes out of this, and one of the most profound. It says merely, Jesus wept. Now, Lazarus didn't stay dead because Jesus performed one of his most amazing miracles. I mean, besides raising himself from the dead, Lazarus, who was in the tomb for four days, one, two, three, four, four days, and the sister said, oh, he's going to be smelly now. Jesus brought Lazarus back to life. And that is amazing in and of itself. But even though Jesus knew he could bring Lazarus back from death, he still cried, he still grieved. Because death and grief was never God's intention for us. And he grieves that we have to go through grief. When we're separated from our loved ones, he understands. God himself took on a body and walked on earth. He understood separation. He knew what it was like. Suddenly here's Jesus, who when, he, when God himself, he could see everybody, hear everybody, know everybody's hearts. Suddenly, huge, immense power confined into a human body like mine. He couldn't see everybody all at once. He couldn't hear everybody all at once. He could see the things that the Father in Heaven was still showing him. He must have felt a bit like us trying to see our loved ones through a pane of glass or a computer screen. When we're rejected by our loved ones, he understands. When Jesus was on the cross, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus, in that moment, even felt the rejection of God. He had rejection from those who were his kinsmen. He had rejection from people who um, were the religious leaders at the time. But even at that point, the person most close to him, his own father, seemed to reject him. 
he understands. He understands when we're removed from everything that's normal to us. And life changes. He understands that. Jesus gave up the splendor of heaven to come to this place with all of its weirdness and all of its brokenness and, and all of that. He understands. When our hopes and our dreams and, and our desires, our plans are no longer possible, he understands. See, he had a plan for Adam and Eve, living in the garden and following him and being close to him. And that didn't happen. What he wanted to happen didn't happen. With the coronavirus, we are all experiencing grief on so many levels. We've lost the freedom to go out and do what we want to do when we want to do it. We've lost the freedom to see our friends and our family when we want to see them and where we want to see them. Uh, we've lost the freedom for health, control over our own <laughs> physical being. Um, fear has come in. Being misunderstood in our own physical health and mental health. Um, even loved ones dying. Possibility of our own death. And it's good to know a God who understands our deepest pains, our deepest fears when no one else does. A God who not only understands our grief, but who grieves with us. You know, God isn't limited by lockdown. He's right here with you right now. With me right here where I am in this room, with you right where you're watching this, wherever you're seeing this. You don't need any special body position or prostrate or, you know, folding your hands and closing your, you don't need all that in order to communicate with God and talk with God. You don't need any memorized prayers or rope prayers or read prayers, or you don't need to compose anything ahead of time, no special words. You don't need any words. All you need is a heart open to him and a desire to know him better. Do you want a connection to the God who grieves, to the God who understands, who knows the deepest things in your heart and your deepest pains and understands? If you do, open the door of your heart and let him in. He wants to be there for you.